0: Greetings, Antifada Super Soldiers. This is Andy. I'm here with Jamie. Hello. And our guest this week is Minion Death Cult, one of my favorite podcasts.
1: Thanks so much for be- joining us via Skype. Hey, thanks a lot for having us. Uh, I'm Alexander Edward.
2: I'm Tony Boswell. And yeah, we're very pumped to be
3: here. Cool. Excellent.
0: Uh so I started listening to Minion Death Cult like a couple months ago, maybe three months ago, on the recommendation of my friend Alan, who's a really big fan of yours. So thank you, Alan. Uh but just let our listeners know
1: what is the Minion Death Cult and what do you do on your show? Yes, so uh Minion Death Cult's kind of like obliquely a media analysis podcast, you know, but uh instead of covering like the New York Times or Fox News or whatever. Uh, We cover your grandma's minion memes on Facebook. Mm -hmm. We go through. It's the the idea is to kind of like try and understand how uh, mostly boomers, but just regular people in general process politics on social media. And it's uh, every bit as petty and consumer driven as uh, we've been led to believe.
0: And it sounds kind of cute in a way that you're talking about these memes and boomer posts but it's actually often very unsettling and creepy and especially when you get into like the QAnon, the storm stuff like they have this concept of revolution um so oh
3: yeah i've seen like on dank leftist memes the image is like oh hey it's me sunset profile picture here to say something super racist <laughs> that kind of <laughs> yeah, thing exactly. yeah uh,
0: so that's why i thought it'd be cool to have you on for our mischief night Episode, or should I say Minions Night. <laughs> <laughs> um, and before we get to some very spooky boomer posts, uh, I wanted to just go around and we can all share maybe some of our favorite uh mischief night or Halloween mischief stories. Um
2: uh my 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 go-to Halloween story is actually also the story of like the drunkest I've ever been and like the last time I'll ever get that drunk. Mm-hmm. Um so I went to a party and my costume at the time was like, I, you know, honestly, it's distasteful at this point. But it was um, I was wearing these like really short cut off shorts, like a sleeveless freedom isn't free shirt, this like ear flapped hat. And like, you know, I, I was just and I was probably doing some sort of like, I'll say down home accent. But mind you, I'm wearing like I'm a large person. And at the time, I was probably like a good 75 pounds more than I am now. So booty shorts, shirt, uh, slavish shirt, all cut up. Um, Long story short, as I get really drunk, I'm like, I got to go take a break. I got to go relax for a minute, go out front, do a little strategic puking, go back inside. And I'm like, you know what? (laughs) Still not good. I'm going to sit down and watch some TV. Um, And so I sit down and watch some TV because this is my good friend's house at the time. And um, someone comes downstairs and they're like, uh, "Get the fuck out of my house!" And I was like, um, "Sorry, they will tell me to leave their house when they want me to leave their house." I don't know who you are. And um, I kind of look around and realize mm. I am in fact in the wrong house. Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, I had a nickel for yeah. every
3: time that's happened to me, man.
2: <laughs> so uh, turns out, um, so I go across the street to the correct house. I don't know how I cross the street. You don't know how you're doing these things. And I'm like, "Damn, I am, I am, I'm fucked up." Mm-hmm. Um, let me go ahead and, let me go ahead and take a nap in my car. Mm-hmm. So I go on my car and take a nap, uh, for probably like, not even not that long, probably like 30 minutes. Um, and then I realize, oh man, dude, um, you didn't even drive here cause you knew you were going to get really drunk. <laughs> uh, this is also not your car. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> while abol- I was in the you car, you got so drunk that private property came. was abolished.
3: To be fair, I have done that when I was not even drunk. Like, one time I got in the car and I was just waiting for my friend Jess to come get in the driver's side. And then, like, a whole Mexican family <laughs> rolls up and I'm like, oh, I'm in their car.
2: My bad. Yeah.
3: They it, thought it was Well, I'm in
2: the car. I guess the cops roll up because somebody had, you know, done a breaking and entering in the house next door. Um, they can't find me because I'm in the car. <laughs> uh <laughs> And um, so they come back. I I finally figured out, and I'm by this time I'm actually sober-ish. Um, so I go back in the house, and they're like, "Yeah, like they were looking for somebody." Turns out it was me. Um, but the 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 real moral of the story is uh, it's not so much like don't get fucked up on Halloween. It's like I don't know, lock your doors. Like (laughs) I didn't I didn't try hard to get either one of
1: these things. Yeah, they must um, have been liberals le- leaving their doors unlocked.
3: Yeah, seriously, <laughs> that's on them. No, I totally agree with you. I I remember having that same thought actually after I mistakenly walked into someone's house in Austin, and I've done it. I've done it in other places. I've done it in New Orleans. You really don't want to do it in New Orleans. They really don't like it. Yeah, um, and I'm really a lot glad, Tony.
0: Well, I'm really glad you made out of that. <laughs> made it out of that. Okay, yeah, seriously. Yeah.
2: Yeah, seriously, yeah, and, and in retrospect, I got very, very lucky mm-hmm. um, in a lot of ways. But also, like, mind you, I'm like kind of half naked the whole time. I'm wearing very yeah. little clothes, honestly. And so, Mark. it wasn't just someone downstairs. It's this, you know, six foot four, three hundred and fifteen pound man, just chilling on your couch.
3: Man, that's like the <laughs> really, time
2: really casually.
3: That's like the time. Oh my god, when me and my friends we rent a cabin every winter somewhere upstate, and like. Uh, there's this one house we always used to stay at and it was so nice. And then there was like a little guest house down the hill and we usually rented out both, but we didn't have as many people this year. So we only rented out the big house, the people in the, there was a couple staying in the guest house and we creeped on them so hard. My friend Ahmad, also a big man. Uh, he, he was like naked hiding behind a tree, like <laughs> spying on them. Just a big gay black <laughs> lovely dude on mushrooms and you know what i would have been into it but they weren't
0: and it wasn't even halloween yeah. so there's no excuse
3: we were wearing costumes though oh, those okay. of us who were wearing clothes or we were wearing costumes but like not in ways that made us decent but this is
0: like january right or yeah oh well, yeah there yeah. was snow
3: on the ground
1: okay um i thought you were going to tell the story tony about the time uh, i tried to throw you in a pool at a halloween party bef- like before we were best friends uh-huh but yeah, you didn't tell that story. So no,
2: I, I yeah, yeah. I, I you want mean, to after hear... I had just pushed your cur- your I had just pushed your best friend into a pool because I was an asshole.
1: You really did kind of like take out my best friend and then become my new best friend.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was, it was all strategy. Yeah.
1: Damn, I, I was gonna throw Tony in the pool as retaliation, but Tony is uh, just as big as I am. And I realized I, I wasn't going to be able to do it without going in the pool myself, so I, I stopped. <laughs> I really am enjoying hearing the
0: uh origin story of your friendship, um, but let me uh let me tell my mischief night story very quick because it's incredibly pure. Um, <laughs> we need it i you know I did like egg and like toilet paper a house one year, but you know it just didn't feel right to me like. Like, okay, yeah, they, they weren't home for trick-or-treating, but you're, like, maybe they had a good reason. It didn't feel good that I did that. So the next year, I, but I still want to do some mischief. So the next year, I talked some friend of mine, a I, I group in the suburbs, into driving me around, and we, I would steal, I would find like houses that had like a lot of pumpkins, like too many, like 15, and I would take them, I would take like four of them, and go to houses that didn't have pumpkins and gave the houses without pumpkins
1: pumpkins. <laughs> oh, my God. Redistributing the pumpkin wealth. That yeah. is the
3: most wholesome and on-brand mischief that I've ever heard of.
1: That is extremely sweet. I'm I
0: really in love with that.
3: <laughs> You're the Robin Hood of <laughs> I wish pumpkins. I could be more of a
0: Halloween bastard, but I'm a sweetheart. What can I say?
3: <laughs> wow. Well, that makes me feel really bad about all of my Halloween. I mean, okay, most of my Halloween mischief has happened as an adult. Because when I was a kid, I was a nerd and didn't get into any mischief, believe it or not. You usually need friends to do mischief and I didn't have any for a while. So, oh God, I feel like I'm being a real downer right now. But then I grew up and moved to New York City where all my dreams came true. All of my little high school girl dreams where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to move to New York. I'm going to be a writer. I'm going to throw golf parties. I'm going to have all these awesome friends and we're going to have a lot of fun together. And guess what? I did. Crushed it. So (laughs) I've been throwing Halloween parties for a pretty long time now. I started doing it with my friend and roommate, Debbie. Uh, I I realize I talk about Debbie and other friends of mine, just like you already know them when... I'm on this show sometimes and that's just like part of the you know the parasocial project you know like why wouldn't you know who Debbie is it's Debbie so yeah yeah, you could see her right now probably in your head it's Debbie so we used to throw parties at this loft where we lived um, in South Hasidic Williamsburg and then I started doing them at venues so there's this one year when we threw a cult-themed party, and that's actually the name of Debbie's store now. She has a witch store called Cult Party. Anyway, um, we were dressed as the Manson girls, me and Debbie and our friend Jess, and we were all very freaky and spooky, and there was a band playing, uh, shout out to Dinah Wallace. And I was feeling a little bit uh, nauseous. And then I threw up in the middle of the floor at my own party. And, but I was like pretty mischievous, but yeah, it was, uh, but I was rolling so hard. I didn't even care. I was just like, I feel great. And just like went into a different room to like talk to people or like (laughs) hug them or something. And then eventually it occurred to me that I should probably go clean up my vomit from the floor. But like, By the time I got back there, there were so many people, like, walking around and dancing that it had already been, like, completely distributed to the point of, like, you can't even see it anymore. I was like, cool.
2: That's when you just light some incense.
3: Yeah, exactly. And I actually had this story told back to me when I was paying the guy from Dino Walrus the next day. He was like... Hey, Jamie, I heard some girl threw up during our set. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, um, I wouldn't know anything about that. Just kidding. I told him. Of course, I told him it was funny.
2: Like, it's because you guys were so good. You guys were rocking so hard that I had to vomit.
3: Exactly. This band is so good. I'm disgusted by it. <laughs> I
0: was I had a. Brief Noise Project, fortunately. I did not take that route in my life. But Andy, I, I never knew. One of, my, uh, one of our two shows, uh, we were so loud and noisy, we made someone puke. And I think that was like a pretty big achievement. Wow. You know, as far as that genre goes.
3: Yeah, seriously. I mean, I've seen Blank Wait, Mass and nobody puked at that. So good job.
0: You had to stop after that. You've, you've, you accomplished oh. the, the goal of noise. Is there? A, do we have another Halloween story or should we move on to the posts?
1: Yeah, I I got one. So uh, me and my friends, we used to do lots of mischief uh, and we would, you know, sneak out at night and go around and vandalize shit. Uh, I have a great story about coming back from an Avenged Sevenfold concert uh, in like 2003 when Fall Out Boy opened for them. Uh, (laughs) We we took a microwave out of the alley and put it in the back of his truck. And then I threw it at a road sign going like 50 miles an hour. Uh, but this story is, we were like, we were just doing vandalism. We were toilet papering or something. And, uh, there was a guy on his porch and he saw us and, uh, he chased us down and he, he said he was a cop. Right. And we're like 13 or 14. So we just went with it. We were like, okay. And he had us all down on the ground. Uh, and he was just very clearly drunk at that point. We could tell, you know, I don't, I don't remember how old he was uh. probably, mid 20s or something. I do not Uh, like where
3: this is going.
1: And we uh, we realized that his gun was like actually just a wallet. And so one of us yelled run. And we all got up and ran. And he ended up following me. And he was chasing me through the orange groves of Highland. And I could hear him like huffing and panting the whole time. And then I Came out of the orange groves at the edge of this, like, huge hill. So I just jumped down the hill and uh, sprained my ankle and kept running and we got away. But it was, uh, yeah, very, very exhilarating for, like, a 13, 14-year-old.
3: That's so creepy. What do you think he was going to do to you? Uh,
1: Just fuck with us.
3: Just fuck (laughs) us.
1: Yeah. My mind's
3: in the gutter. That is the place my mind goes, though, when, like, some old man impersonates a cop to, like, have power over children.
1: Yeah, and I oh, mean, impersonating a police officer, that's a serious offense, you know? Uh, we kind of lost some respect for him because of that as well.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. No
2: respect for Stolen Valor, Mm-mm. except for all the respect when it's for a discount.
0: <laughs> so I want to get into uh, the posts here. Um, I want to start off with one about Halloween. Uh, and Alexander, you found this one, uh, by David Harold Grisham. Um, I guess before we start, like, how do you find these posts? Like, are you just a member of dozens of terrible boomer Facebook groups?
1: Yeah, I'm a member of about 200 different Facebook groups. Uh, half of them are leftist and like half of them are just the worst right wing groups you could think of a lot. Some of them are very corny and boomery and you just get responses in the comments like, you know, uh, MAGA, CAG, Trump or whatever. And then others are like actual like white nationalism or uh, what do you call it? Crypto fascism. Like people will live stream. uh, I don't want to say the name of the podcast, but it's like a white nationalist uh, anti-Semitic podcast. They'll stream. Straight, live stream videos of that straight into the Bill O'Reilly fans Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And so I'll we'll get a notification of a video playing in that group, and it's just people talking about Jews, except every time they say the word Jew, there's like a sound effect for a coin flipping instead. <laughs> it's just c- crazy fascist shit. And you can say calm on this O'Reilly show. Facebook it's
3: fine. <laughs> Actually, that's
1: good. <laughs> Yeah, so this... I, I don't remember exactly where I saw this post, but it's it's a great post, and uh, we can go through it if you want.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, so this is from uh, David Harold Grisham, and he's like... I, he might be a real preacher, but he's definitely a street preacher. He goes to, like, uh, pride events and, you know, yells at people and, and thinks that that's... Thinking that documenting this sort of stuff is going to endear him to social media. And uh, he posted this which is more benign and uh very funny i think
3: wait uh, wait hold re- on where where is this i need to pull it up it's
0: at the top of the email
3: at the top of the email it's alexander's first email uh oh there it is um also the chat's not working for some reason for me at google docs okay
1: okay you guys can go ahead okay so uh david harold grisham writes well saints it's that time of year again where we have to preach to lukewarm Christians who participate in pagan celebrations like Halloween. Um, so this guy isn't like a Jehovah's Witness, right? Like, he celebrates some holidays, but it's it's clear here that Halloween is, like, offensive because it's pagan, you know? So you're, like, still allowed to celebrate other holidays, but I just—like, what other holidays does he think are bad or, or evil, you know, like, I love the idea of annoying this guy with a bunch of questions about which holidays are bad. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like, oh, Pastor David, are, are we allowed to celebrate the the vernal equinox? <laughs> He's like, no, 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 that's pagan, you know. OK, wh- what about the uh, the summer solstice? Are we allowed to celebrate that one? <laughs> Just like, see, then oh, that's that's pagan again. <laughs> oh well, uh, surely Ramadan is okay, though, right? <laughs> just, like, <laughs> Chinese New Year, we allowed to celebrate that, and just like every go through every single holiday with him.
3: St. Patrick's uh, Day.
1: That's a tough one. What? Well, t- Tony is the Irish Catholic here, is so. How do you? How are your feelings on uh, St. Patrick's Day, Tony?
2: Uh, St. Patrick's Day is, you know. Um, we We have to celebrate it because if we don't then that's that's just straight up you know erasure like that's we have to uphold those traditions um that's the only time in the uh that people will eat corned beef um and potatoes with such fervor uh so I think it's important that we keep that tradition alive um also while you know maybe doing a soft racism throughout the whole thing
0: the and I mean if you don't celebrate, the snakes are just gonna come back and then there's gonna be snakes <laughs> everywhere exactly.
3: Who wants to, I mean, I guess people who live in Florida already understand what that's like, and it's terrible.
1: Yeah. So this guy is mad about Halloween, but he has a plan. Uh, Again, this year, our ministry will go into these stores. So he's talking about the, like, strip mall Halloween spirit stores that sell costumes and stuff. Mm -hmm. This year, our ministry will go into these stores undercover and put gospel tracks inside costume bags, decoration (laughs) boxes, etc., He's talking about like an undercover mission to subvert the pagan, the pagan cause of Halloween. Hopefully, they're the, the Jack Chick tracks that are about Halloween. I love those chick
0: tracks, Me too. unironically. What? I actually bought uh, so, you know, those comics that evangelicals hang out? Hang oh, out? yeah. Uh, there's like 60 of them, and some of them are just excellent comics. I always pick them up when I see them. Uh, but then one of them is about how Halloween is satanic, and I actually yeah. one year I bought uh, like thirty of them and just dress, dressed up like a like Jack Tr- Jack Chick and passed them out.
3: What does well, what's he, look he dressed like?
1: like? What does he look like? He just looks like an evangelical.
3: <laughs> nice.
1: Yeah, my favorite one is a guy who's in bed and uh, somebody is like proselytizing to him, explaining about like the wonders of Jesus, and the guy's like, wait. Are you telling me that Jesus is God?
2: (laughs) Yeah, that that one's so good.
1: Yeah. And there's ones about like metal
0: and Dungeons and Dragons. He gets pretty fun with it.
3: Oh, is that where that meme comes from? Like they didn't listen to Jesus because he told them the truth? That's a Chick track. That is, that's proved extremely useful for me in my life because I often find myself in that situation Mm -hmm. in Jesus's position. Yeah.
0: I've always thought of you as being very similar to Jesus.
3: Thank you. Me too. Crucified I'm similar
1: for truth to Jesus.
2: <laughs> I'm similar to Jesus in that I like really like feet and I like to wash people's feet.
3: <laughs> Hell yeah. Get it.
1: Uh, Yeah, he's treating this whole endeavor, you know, like it's a covert ops mission, uh, which which I just really like you have to go undercover to put these chick (laughs) tracks inside costume bags, decorate. It's like, should you be compromised? The Holy Father (laughs) will disavow any knowledge of your actions. (laughs) Uh, He goes on. We have been doing this for years now. Here are some helpful tips if you want to do this in your city. One. Do not go inside wearing Christian clothing. <laughs> do this undercover so as not to draw attention to yourselves.
3: What's Christian clothing? Like a, well, uh, a priest robe or something?
1: So you have to take off your bonnet. Uh, <laughs> you have to put on your Rastafarian dreadlock wig. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: do that not, not be wear your holy water Yeezys. You'll have to wear, like, LeBron's or something. I mean, considering
0: this guy usually dresses in a day-glow green shirt that has aggressive Jesus text on it and carries a sign
1: about how everyone's going to hell, he probably just means, like, don't dress like that. Yeah, leave your signs at home. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm picturing, like, a Donny Brasco-esque scene where Pastor David is, like, removing his pewter nail cross necklace and, like, placing it on the counter and taking off his uh, Reese's Pieces Jesus knockoff shirt and folding <laughs> it up. Uh, he Number two, do not put your church information on the tracts. This mm-hmm. will get you nasty phone calls and emails if you do. hmm you do not want your church associated with <laughs> with this radical act of, of <laughs> disobedience.
0: It's kind of Culture remi- jamming. This reminds me of the the gemstones episode where they uh, the rival church puts the flyers about the gemstones on everybody's car.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, totally. Uh, do not hang out as a group inside while doing this. If you go in a group, split up while inside the store so it's not to be noticeable and you can cover more area and be quicker. It's just like describing physical reality in <laughs> this op.
3: I would love to see a group of Christian culture jammers like enter a store be like, pss, pss, all right, everyone split up, fan out yeah. and just like go around trying in in their like weird normal people costumes, trying to look as unobtrusive as possible.
1: Christian's trying to do improv everywhere. (laughs) You see like a few of them starting to form a prayer circle and you're like, what are you doing? Stop. Pull their hands apart. (laughs) Don't don't pray over this man. You can't not right now. You're going to give us up. I can't help it. Uh, Number four, spend no more than 30 minutes inside each store. Remember, you can go back and do it again several times before Halloween. This is how you help. This is this helps you keep a lower profile. You should probably
0: buy a devil costume just so they don't suspect you. (laughs) You
1: should blend in with all the other
0: heathens. You should probably just Just, dress like the devil while you do it.
2: Just saying Uh, really loudly, like, I'm just really into Satan and that's (laughs) all I'm into. I assure you that uh, this Jesus guy sucks.
3: I don't love Jesus at all. I definitely don't pray to him every day as my eternal Lord and Savior. Yuck.
0: Trick or treat, fellow Satanists. (laughs) Hey, hey guys, isn't sodomy great?
3: (laughs) (laughs)
1: You're just like, you like bring a copy of Harry Potter with you instead of the Bible.
3: You're like (laughs)
1: reading aloud from it.
3: Oh, my God.
1: Because that's what like normal people do.
3: (laughs) No, I thought Uh, Harry Potter was satanic. Yeah,
1: normal people are satanic.
3: Oh, right, right, right.
1: It's unfortunate how ubiquitous Satanism is. Um, number five, if you have a large enough group, you can assign one person to keep an eye on the store employees. And if they get suspicious, you can distract them with a question about their products or pricing. Oh, man. <laughs> have this person communicate with the other team members. He's just like still talk. He's like talking like he's an employee here. Have this person communicate Mm -hmm. with the other team members by text message. Being on your phone is not at all suspicious in today's culture.
3: (laughs) Well, that's true.
1: These are like instructions for people who just don't go outside.
3: They've been frozen in amber since like 1910.
1: He's describing like how groups work inside, you know, the three dimensional uh, cube and he's describing like how culture is with these people. Yeah, I love it. And yeah, being on your phone is not at all suspicious in today's culture. (laughs) Like, what? Why am I looking at my phone? Uh, I'm just I'm I'm texting Bay about eating
3: ass.
1: (laughs) I was going to write him a letter instead, but then I remembered I don't know how to use cursive. Uh, and he can't read it, so uh, I have to use my iPhone iMessage app. Why does your text message say, abort, 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 over and over <laughs> again? Oh,
0: well, I am talking to my girlfriend. I'm not
1: married was, to her. <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> I was uh, talking to Planned Parenthood, yeah. telling them what I what I like them to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, there's still uh, more instructions, though. <laughs> if you get caught... Just leave peacefully and immediately and do not reveal what you've been doing. And I feel like this one's the big one. Like you probably should just tell them you were putting like little slips of paper and not like, I don't know, smearing feces on the costumes.
3: I feel like if you get caught, they already know what you've been doing. No. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, they they definitely saw you like feeling up all the merchandise and like sifting through bags and stuff. I don't think their mind would automatically go to like slipping pamphlets in there. Like it definitely looks like you're doing something much weirder than that.
3: I mean, I don't know if it's I think slipping pamphlets is the weirder thing, but like shoplifting is more illegal. So maybe it'd be better for them to think, oh, oh, these are just Jesus freaks.
0: They're just littering. That's all they're doing. They're, yeah, <laughs> they're littering and possibly loitering the I
2: response
1: like the, is, go ahead
2: I like the idea though of some you know some visual auntie seeing some group of people coming in obviously orchestrating something one of them trying to distract like the manager by asking how much the bulk fake blood is and like taking matters into his own hands before the robbery happens you know like that mm-hmm. that's definitely an option today <laughs> it's like
1: firing off a few shots anyone thinking about doing anything just don't do it <laughs> <laughs> So this post went really viral. Oh, wait, I think and you're forgetting like... the
3: most important step, step seven. Enjoy yourself. This is really fun to do.
1: <laughs> it seems really fun. There's only seven rules, so it's it's still pretty fun.
3: <laughs> Some people um, think rules are fun.
1: Well, I mean, I'm just saying it's it's more fun than like Jordan Peterson's twelve rules. Mm. You know. Oh
3: well, that's a low bar.
1: Yeah. Um this post went really viral. It had like 4,000 comments just from people laughing at it. But so many of the comments were people who were like, how dare you touch a store's merchandise? That is oh, that is God. tampering. And then it's like, wow, that is exactly <sighs> the wrong reaction. That's now. your
3: takeaway <laughs> from this whole thing? Fuck off. Yeah. You wage
1: um, cook. Um, It was a lot of people trying to own this guy by explaining that uh, Christmas is based on a pagan holiday as well. So, like, every comment was that level of, you know, insufferability. But I just love the idea of, like, standing for the merchandise from a spirit Halloween store to own a Christian.
3: Oh, my God. You know what? That is. Unfortunately, those are the two sides with power right now in this uh, neoliberal hell world, right? Like, on the one hand, we've got these old institutions and these paleo conservatives that are, like, kind of breaking down but kind of still have power in their last death throes. And on the other side, we have this, like, fucking just morally barren, spiritually empty, uh, hollow kind of diversity capitalism where your entire being is expressed through your consumer choices. And you know what? I choose... Option three, none of the above
2: Well, I I think that you kind of Nailed it there, though, talking about, you know uh, Your identity through what you consume And we are ignoring the Importance of uh, Halloween culture You know, spirit Spirit world are, you know, those spirit Halloween stores, those are a a place We make a pilgrimage to every year Mm -hmm. To to get our fog machines Our fake blood, our cobwebs Um, And it's like a religious Experience to some, you know Uh, Hot Topic doesn't quite cut it anymore.
3: Oh, that's definitely true. I went in one for the first time in a while and was very disappointed. Like, it's all, like, weird anime shirts now and, like, cartoon characters and, like, the kind of 90s, late 90s goth chick clothes that I used to buy there just totally gone.
2: Yeah, it's sad. You can still get them
3: online, though. There's, like, a pretty good... Trust me. I still shop Hot Topic online. Don't worry.
0: You should make an arts goth girl uh, tract, like a comic <laughs> tract, and slip it into the, uh, the yeah. anime shirts or whatever.
3: I should. I should do that. No, I think um, it's very important. It, it's it's good that you bring up um, Halloween culture because I think everybody, you know, everyone tries to be a good person in general, right? But sometimes it's good to uh, issue a reminder. You know, at this very spooky time of year, you might want you might get a little curious. You might want to try on um, some black lipstick, maybe like dye your hair black with temporary dye, maybe like even put on some of those fingerless gloves or whatever. But like, I think you need to be a little more aware when you do that of the rich tradition of Gothic American culture that you're appropriating so i I just want to remind everyone to be sensitive um especially at this time of year you know it's a culture, not a costume
2: i mean that's that's the uh that's the black face that no one talks about you know this black color um as in like uh, wash to death, not culture like so it, it's uh it no one, no one wants to talk about it but um black lipstick is not is not funny um you're right it, it is it is it's you know it's 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 what makes some people human, and it's not funny to do
1: that. That's well, like the like, one Trudeau we haven't gotten yet is goth Trudeau. <laughs>
3: well, I actually I have I, a,
0: a distant relative who's from the Halloween town that Jack Skellington's from.
1: So I, I can do it, <laughs> but I agree with you.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to want to see your blood quantum mm-hmm. results.
1: Wait, hold on. So Nightmare Before Christmas is really just about Jack Skellington appropriating the culture from Christmas Town, right? Yeah. It's,
0: in retrospect, you totally cringe. Can't watch it. Very now. problematic. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Jack is super canceled.
0: Um. So I tried to find some more Halloween comments. I I I was scouring the stories about the the trick like the cop warnings about trick or treaters being mm-hmm. uh, uh, edibles being given to trick or treaters. And I, I I read like three or four articles, and all of the comments were like, "This is stupid. Nobody's going to do this. Edibles. No one's
3: going to waste that much yeah. money." getting kids high for free.
0: It was just, yeah. I, I guess they were trying to scare boomers and it just did not work. Like nobody bought it, which is kind of nice,
1: I guess. Yeah, I think they, the, the fear mongers went with the wrong angle, mm-hmm. you know, cause like, you know, weed is becoming more legal. It's becoming more accepted. Um, They should have just gone with like, uh, you know, nefarious people are spiking your kids. Tootsie rolls with fentanyl. <laughs>
3: well, I've and seen... that would
1: have overrided any sense of, you know, logic
3: i've seen stories where they uh, show some like old school pressed ecstasy pills from the 90s and they're like these look like candy people are going to give them to your kids yeah. and say they're candy <laughs> like who what i mean i guess there might be one psychopath in the world who both wants to get kids high on ecstasy and has that much money to waste on it but like come on man
0: i will say one time um i bought a a thc lollipop uh from somebody and, um, I, I like walked, you know, down the block somewhere and I checked and I noticed that I didn't have the lollipop anymore. And I realized I must've dropped it on the street Oh, and, oh no. <laughs> and then I, I like, uh, went to look for it and this is a very weird coincidence, but there was a parade that passed me by. Oh, it was shit. like an Easter parade oh, and no. there was an Easter bunny throwing candy. Oh, fuck. So... <laughs> That's a true story. Well, I, I guess really you were hope, the Easter
3: bunny that day.
0: Yeah, I really hope the a only, kid did not eat the that lollipop. The only time street
2: candy's okay.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, wow. that's right. That's right. The only time you would ever pick up a lollipop <laughs> from the street. Uh, <laughs> man. Oh, man.
2: My, my daughter knows, like, when she trick-or-cheats, she's like, trick-or-treat, and do you have any of that good stuff? And <laughs> that's when they, and then I get that. Then she gets
0: it for me. Trick-or-treat, uh, one-to-one THC to CBD ratio, please.
1: Please. <laughs> I did find oh, something else on this guy's page. This guy's page is wonderful, by the way. Instant follow from me, uh, David Harold Grisham. Uh, there, somebody posted a meme. It's like an infographic thing. It says, Halloween is not accepted by Christ. The Bible condemns these practices. So why in the world would uh, professing Christians celebrate them one night of the year? And then there is like a side by side list of all the stuff you're not supposed to practice: um, witches, Exodus in twenty Exodus twenty two ten, vampires, Leviticus uh, something, wizards, Deuteronomy, ghosts, Leviticus. <laughs> so God you're condemns supposed... the practice of ghosts and uh, wizards and vampires. Yeah, I was going to say,
3: how does one practice ghosts?
1: Yeah, I don't I think you have to die first and then like make a pact with Satan to be a spooky poltergeist.
2: Isn't isn't like isn't Leviticus like them talking to go isn't there a ghost conversation? Like I think that's like the one time like you no ghosts are kind of real. Like I think that's in the Bible.
0: <laughs>
1: and then underneath it says reject Halloween. And if trick or treaters come to your door, hand them candy and a gospel tract. No, just so, buy a hundred Bibles and hand them all out. Like, yeah, I, you're still giving them candy and rewarding them for <laughs> participating in this pagan holiday, and they get a little extra treat in the form of a chick track. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand how this is supposed to be a deterrent.
0: And if they're already irony poisoned, they'll just enjoy the chick track. So <laughs> that's
1: that works out nicely. I would enjoy the chick track more than the treat, to be honest.
0: Sure, it's I mean, funny. I,
2: yeah. I talk every once in a while about how I, um, when I was younger, I was a bit of a self-righteous Christian. Um, and I was thinking about uh, I would always talk about those things that like uh, you're not supposed to celebrate. I remember having like one of my first like girlfriends um, at like you know 17, and um, she was like, "Oh, like oh, let me like read your sign." And I was like, "No, no, you can't do that. <laughs> we can't we can't talk about signs. That is not cool with with uh, JC. Like he is mm-hmm. not down with astrology."
1: This is oh a God. long time before you uh, gave Bill Ingval a chance because you thought uh, his bit was about astrology. Exactly.
3: Oh, my. And friend, now
2: I've
1: come full circle.
3: My friend Debbie went to Christian camp when she was a kid. Her parents sent her there, and she got in trouble for having tarot cards there and playing light as a feather, stiff as a board.
2: Yeah, hell yeah. And then the she
3: re- she responded by becoming a fully grown witch with a. <laughs> intersectional feminist witch boutique in brooklyn so clearly it works.
1: nice my friend one of my best friends was not allowed to watch DuckTales because the idea of a talking duck was blasphemous
3: <laughs> wow that's so good my kid's
2: not allowed to watch DuckTales because the idea of a billionaire is blasphemous oh
3: mm. <laughs> yeah oh could you imagine though like the what's that movie with the dog and the kid Mm. <laughs> damien is it this damien narrow
2: it. that one down
3: can you oh my god can, can you can you imagine yeah it's damien like the dog talks to the kid and he tells him oh. to do evil shit right i'm not making yeah. this up guys
2: yeah yeah no no you're right you're right but like
3: what if what if damien but with donald duck instead of a dog Think about it
1: I'm, I'm with it
3: i can't even do the voice
1: yeah, you wouldn't even be under able to understand half the satanic commands he gave you, so it might work out a little better.
3: Or a little worse, depending whose side you're on.
1: <laughs> uh, let's move
0: on to celebrate the anniversary of uh, a notorious, hilarious internet moment, which was the no- November 4th uprising of Antifa super soldiers that mm. uh, beheaded white people in town squares. Do you guys remember this from all the way back in... 2018? Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, getting the blood off my hands and clothes was <laughs> a, a big chore. Yeah.
3: Feels like so much longer since then. That's crazy.
1: I know. Was it Was
0: it last year or was it two years ago? I think it was last year. Oh, yeah, my God. I think it was, yeah.
3: Jesus Christ. Things are happening, folks. Things are happening at an increasingly rapid pace. It's really alarming.
1: Yeah, so this was one of those, like... I, I'm remembering it now. It, it was one of those just fake memes that somebody made and then it spread like wildfire, you know, because these people are like desperate to kill protesters and, uh, everybody else on the left was like, huh? And then it didn't happen because, uh, Antifa checked out, chickened out. It was, um,
0: like RCP was going to have like a day of action where, you know, maybe they've got like 200, 300 members. They were just going to have like little protests in each city and they, they, of course, they like advertised it as if it was going to be a revolution. And then like the right wing uh, morons ran with it and said, like, they're going to you know, this is going to be their, their violent day of revolution. And then uh, Cranky Nelson uh, was making fun of them, saying like, oh, these people think that uh, Antifa super soldiers are going to behead white people in town squares. And then the conservative media was like. Oh, yeah, we do think that we, we <laughs> think exactly what we're going on. to we're going to report it straight face. And it was on Fox News.
3: Well, it would have happened. But the conservative media blew our cover.
0: Yeah, it was mine. we mind. couldn't do
3: it after that.
0: Um, but let's see what what post do we have from that? Uh, I, I think it was this posted again or is this comment from last yeah.
1: year? The in our the taking our America back group. This was I had totally forgotten about the old Antifa super soldier for like event that happened last year. Uh, this was just a repurposed, you know, somebody recycled that and posted it again. And, OK, and the rubes ate it up.
3: Never forget.
1: And uh, one of the rubes, uh,
0: <laughs> it's, I, we have to post the picture in the in the podcast description. This guy, Herman Cotton, who is oh, I uh, love Herman. wearing what even is it? It's like an Eminem NASCAR jacket.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's Wait, exactly what it is, is, is. It's got all the ads on and it and everything.
0: He's standing in front of a, a Civil War era cannon with one finger up in the uh, the ISIS style of <laughs> of like uh, there's only one God, Allah. Uh, and mm-hmm. he is really mad that Antifa is going to come to behead him. And he says, if they come my way, they will gain weight with lead. <laughs> H <laughs> Oh. i love
2: that i was reading that like out loud in front of a friend and they were just like what the fuck did you just say <laughs> i was like yeah i was like wait what are you what are you reading and he was just like so shocked by it because i i just read it out loud out of nowhere yeah you that's an amazing threat i get you it you will gain weight with lead
3: you know sometimes you're excited you don't always have time to pause and think about what you're gonna say before you say it we've all been there
0: I mean that's a great own for a certain situation, like maybe if you're going to uh, attack a Weight Watchers or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, uh-huh. but
0: I don't see how it connects to the Antifa super soldiers.
1: Yeah, it's weird. so he obviously wants to like kill protesters, which is a very big theme of our show. Um, and yeah, it is a very weird like threat. Uh, you will gain weight, but with lead, not with delicious treats like I'm I'm not going to feed you pastries and fatty foods. I'm going to oh, yeah. shoot you with bullets and the bullets are going to stay lodged in your body and you'll gain weight.
2: Oh my god. And if just... You guys are just being haters. Like if this was like a rapper saying this, it'd be bars, but just because it's some guy some <laughs> you know a white dude on the internet, it's like it's not okay.
1: No, oh, I like shit, it. It's Tom McDonald.
3: <laughs> oh, my oh my god, I just saw the image. I just found it in the email cuz I'm slow. It's priceless.
0: And we could always uh, uh, comment back and say, well, you're going to lose weight.
3: Your head, Oh, yeah. <laughs> owned. Yeah. Owned. Can I read the next one? The sure. next one's pretty good from uh... oh, different guy. Are we like not saying their names? Are we like
2: trying not to dox people? I say their names, yeah.
3: All right. Drew Hensley says, and I quote, um, should I describe what he looks like? He just looks like a grandpa. Mm-hmm. looks like someone's grandpa he he looks like a kindly peepaw elderly peepaw who would like give you a Werther's original or something Mm -hmm. and uh pick you up from school and take you for ice cream he says you don't have a million of anything you juvenile delinquents from hell the world will be filled with devices of grave seriousness and what and the first sign of trouble everyone wearing a mask gets their meeting with god Jesus Christ. And if a child is harmed, hell won't protect you.
1: Just deranged. (laughs)
3: Damn, Grandpa. Kill Antifa
2: for the children.
1: (laughs) It's like really good that that, uh, whatever that group was didn't plan their day of revolution on Halloween. (laughs) It's like everyone with a mask is apparently going to be killed by Drew Hensley. Part of what like I keep listening to your podcast is it really does fill me with
0: dread that someone's going to shoot up a protest one day. Oh, and it's going to
3: be someone's kindly old grandpa, too, who, like, unbeknownst to anyone, spends all day, like, reading QAnon theories.
1: I mean, obviously, like, the physical violence would be awful, but what would be, you know, almost as bad is, like, the almost universal celebration by people on the right that somebody finally did it. Yeah. Um, I love this. The world will be filled with devices of grave seriousness. At the first sign of trouble, everyone wearing a mask gets their meeting with God. So grave seriousness. It's a great phrase. Uh, it's redundant, but I still love it. But mm-hmm. hes is he talking about like planting Antifa seeking landmines around the country? Yeah,
0: I thought he was yeah. talking about guns, but devices is a weird term for a gun.
3: I think of like a chastity belt when I hear device. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. <laughs> I'm not sure how that works with Antifa. Maybe he's going to keep them from making more Antifas.
1: Yeah, well, we all know like Antifa are like sexless virgin nerds in their mom's basement. So I don't know. That's not a very good uh, threat. You know, it's not a very good tactic. It seems them.
3: redundant.
2: Those He's just talking about those like anti-theft um, caps they put over liquor so we can't make Molotov cocktails.
3: <laughs> That's really all it that is. That makes more sense. Yeah.
1: And if a child is harmed, hell won't protect you. So he's already going to kill you. Uh, but if a child is also harmed, then like even even the devil won't protect you. Yeah, He's going to go
3: down to hell and kill you again.
0: The devil's going to be like, dude, I can't fuck with this guy. He's got devices everywhere. <laughs>
1: He's too strong. That would be tight. I, I, there is such an open market for like evangelical horror movies. Um, the only one I can really think of, and please like write to minion death at gmail.com if you have any more, but the only one that I can think of is, uh, the movie, uh, shoot frailty with Matthew McConaughey. Uh, it's a great like nineties horror movie with a religious theme to it. And I don't know. I would just love like a reverse drive angry, where uh, instead of, like, coming out of hell to avenge his daughter, Nick Cage goes into hell to, like, further kill the guy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) To kill him harder?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I just love that. Um,
0: So we, uh, as having the name Antifada, are often um, targeted uh, by these same people on Twitter and Mm -hmm. on conservative blogs. Uh, And was it this year uh, that that Jamie got an InfoWars... You got an InfoWars post about you? Oh, yeah.
3: I thought unhinged. you were going to say, was it this year that you got threatened by the MAGA bomber? Because no, that oh, was right, about right. a year ago, actually.
0: Uh-huh. Old news.
3: Yeah. Well, because yeah. people, people try to tag Antifa, and then Antifada comes up. So they end up tagging us in their unhinged rants.
0: And they don't realize that the Intifada part is, like, way worse than the Antifa part. <laughs> <laughs> they just totally forgot about what the Intifada... Like, they should be way angrier at us than they are, but they just aren't smart That's enough. my
2: favorite thing when it's like, you should be <laughs> way more pissed. Like you should, if you actually paid attention, you'd be way more furious than you are right
1: now. Yeah. Yeah. We I... recently covered a, uh, a cop rapper, on Minion Death Cult, yeah, and he he only listened to like the first. He actually heard it somehow, and he only listened to like the first five minutes where I made fun of his hairline, <laughs> and then did a did a like Facebook post about it. And it's it's good because if he had listened to the rest of that episode, we would probably have the FBI knocking down our doors.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah.
0: sure. Yeah, you guys got really mad at the end. Uh, <laughs> definitely listen to that episode. Um, so, Jamie, do you want to uh, remind us why uh, the the ire of Paul Joseph Watson was turned in your direction.
3: Oh, yeah. So I feel like this was around the time of another... I mean, it could have been any number of shootings with clear white supremacist underpinnings. And I chose this moment to try to make a statement on Twitter, and I sort of repeated a, a poetic turn of phrase that our guest, Jay Firestone, Jay Firestone had come up with to describe... What's going on in the world and sort of the final showdown between fascism on the one hand and communism on the other. And so I tweeted, I said, we are in a war between those who choose to be human and those who choose to be white. In order to effectively stamp out fascism, we must take on all hierarchies at once. White supremacy cannot be disentangled from patriarchy and class oppression. Liberalism is not the answer. And I think that last part kind of threw these people for a loop a Mm -hmm. bit because they think Mm -hmm. that we're all liberals.
0: Well, if anything throws them for a loop, they just ignore it.
3: (laughs) That's true. That's Um, basically what they did.
0: But uh, yeah, that's that's a quote from Jay Firestone's Commune article about being in like you know infiltrating the alt right and. I I think what he meant by that was he is critical of the conception of whiteness um, as he's critical of the conception of all race. He doesn't believe in race. He thinks that they're reified and mythologized social constructs. And he sees the uh, the white identity as a specifically uh, dangerous and pernicious kind of racial identity. And so
3: but on an even more basic level. Like, are you going to fight for all of humanity, or are you going to fight for only white people?
0: Right. Uh, yeah, he's just saying, like, by choosing to be white, doesn't mean, like, you, like, uh, switch races or something. It's, it's identifying as white above all else is uh, what he's talking about. So, uh, but any, no one wanted to uh, think about it too hard. They just wanted to be very mad at you. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the comments, uh, here, I'll go to the, some of the comments to, to Prison Paul's tweet about it. Oh
3: God, this was, I didn't even realize Prison Paul wrote this blog post. Holy shit.
0: I think Tomlinson. Oh, he knows who I am. This comic book guy, <laughs> uh, it was originally from some comic book alt-right blog and then Prison Paul, uh, brought it to InfoWars. So JJ25485995 says... White Americans are no longer citizens because they are afraid to protest, afraid of media, shaming, violence, government slash social media name taking, intimidation, etc. Limited to voting booth with curtains drawn, afraid to give straight <laughs> answers in polls, so polls wrong.
2: Man, I, what? I want to live in this world. Yeah, <laughs> I want right? to go there. It sounds beautiful. I don't understand like how people can really feel that way.
3: Hey, it's okay to be white, said our favorite band. Henry Rollins, right? No? He said oh, that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was like one of his bad takes, Oof. I think. It is not okay to be white. Fact check. So, should we read the I, next I one? I just
1: wanted to go back to the days where we could vote uh, with the curtains open.
3: That's what <laughs> I want to comment. <laughs> right? Um, let's see. Here's Okay, here's a, another one. Uh, this comes from... Uh, at alpha methyl Mm -hmm. and they said well it's just a drug-addled liberal who spends her time watching faces of death and such anyone who actually (laughs) enjoys watching people die or pictures of dead people is bound to be a liberal after all it's comical that she's insinuating that anyone else isn't human Ooh, burn they really own me they continue I take it that study that found liberals have a reaction in the pleasure center of their brain when they see corpses, dead babies, maggots, rotting meat, and extreme violence was true. Because a lot of them have similar sets of interests and pensions for lying and genocide, both equally bad, you know. Leave it to a modern liberal (laughs) to think that all degeneracy is normal. Hint for liberals, it wasn't before you guys came along. Oof,
0: lots of, lots of stuff going on there.
3: I mean, and everything else aside, I am not a fucking liberal. Yeah, get that out of your face. That's maybe the most <laughs> offensive part of that tweet.
1: It is the most offensive part. Yeah, so, like, somebody hooked up uh, a lib to, like, electrodes and showed them photos of dead bodies. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> like,
3: they got, they got they a boner.
0: This wasn't the only person who said something about how you like faces of death. Like, do you know what that comes from? Infowars, almost definitely. Uh,
3: I've never tweeted about Faces of Death. Have you ever seen Faces of Death? Um, have I? Oh yeah, um, uh, maybe I watched. I watched it one time at a bar. I was half paying attention to it, so yes. At a bar? <laughs> yeah, they were what? showing it at um. I want to say Bodega in Bushwick, what? and I can I can say that I'm not doxing myself because I don't hang out there very much. But I was like, "What's this fucked up shit?" And they're like, "Oh, it's Faces of Death." I was like, "Cool." That's, that
0: that's must be what they're talking about. <laughs> so maybe Alpha Methyl's onto something, Jesus. Maybe they were right about me. But yeah, i I watched InfoWars this week um for the first time in a while, and it's like really reached a new level of derangement. Uh first of all, there's only these like very short segments of like five to seven minutes between like ten minutes of vitamin ads. Oh and yeah. Their messaging now, they're not even doing conspiracy theories anymore. Their messaging now is just, there are, like, the demons are coming after us, and they're trying to tell us that Trump is bad, and you can't listen to them, because those are demons. And this, and, like, they'll have a... Uh, what? You know, just, like, these deeply unsettling cartoons with, like, Hillary vomiting shit, and, oh. uh, like, stuff appropriated from South Park, and, like, it's it's gotten... Very, very dark. And I I, I think mm. the people who are watching it are probably just mentally ill. Like, that's the only people who can probably stomach it anymore. I don't know. Have you seen it recently?
2: No, I I, I I haven't seen it in, like, a long time. But, I mean, like, when end times are coming, we have to reprioritize. So they're just pushing what's really important right now. You know, as far as concern concerned, there is, like, a deadline for this. So they have to get all this uh, really important information out there. Um, like, watch out for these shit vomiters, which I think is an
0: important thing to say about people like Hillary Clinton. When I was watching it, they're talking about people stealing MAGA hats at that uh, Minneapolis mm-hmm. rally and burning the hats, and they're like, "Yeah, oh yeah, they did that because um, fire uh, is a portal between <laughs> hell and earth, <laughs> and so they were burning the hats as a way to invite demons into the world. So it's 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 like they're breaking. They used to be like 9/11 truth or shit." Now they're just like trying to program your brain to be schizophrenic, basically.
1: I think they like in uh you know the modern media environment, they're com- they have like serious competition now. Like they used to be more marginalized in InfoWars and everything, but they were still pretty popular. But now, you know, there's the rise of the QAnon conspiracy, which is actually directly adversarial to Alex Jones, like the, right. the QAnon. Conspiracy labeled Alex Jones As like disinformation from the CIA um, <clears throat> You have to compete with like The real Epstein shit that's mm-hmm. going on You know, so yeah I think they've just heightened it To uh, compete in the marketplace of ideas
3: That's interesting because I thought Alex Jones had gotten A little more normie In recent times And he was basically just a propaganda Mouthpiece for the Republican Party And as, as has As As uh, controlled by Trump. Like, am I wrong about that?
1: I think you might be underestimating what's normie now, because like in all these, you know, normie right wing Facebook groups for like Tucker Carlson uh, or just like MAGA taking our America back or whatever, like they legit think Democrats are demons.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Fair point. Like we we talked about this when we were doing a little media crit about um, the New York Times opinion page and. We were saying like if they were really going to represent the mainstream, the average Republicans' views, it would just be like unprintable racism and conspiracy theories. So like, of course, yeah. they're not going to do that. But ah, uh, well, maybe they they're, should. They're
2: pretty smart. Like they'll they'll they use like you know different words, so they wouldn't say Democrat. They would just say you know demon rat. And I'm um, like, so they 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 nobody they, they use knows what that means. They can, they can still print it. They can still print it.
3: <laughs> All right. Well. I'll I'll convey it to the uh, public editor
2: good good looks good looks (laughs)
3: shall I shall I read one more of these comments from this story before we move on
1: I have um I don't know if we have time for it it's really quickly I discovered this uh reddit this subreddit which is called men comp I sent it uh I sent it to Jamie but I don't think I sent it to the to the rest But the purpose of this r slash men comp and I'm reading here uh, has 48,000 members Uh, in the post you're about to make. Replace cis slash white slash hetero slash male people with the Jews. And if the result sounds like something that could be right out of mind comp, you should probably reconsider your social justice blogging habits. So this is like a subreddit devoted to trying to like prove anti-male bigotry or to prove like anti-white racism by just subbing in white for black or, you know, Jew for men. Oh, God,
3: I just figured out what this was and it's alarming.
1: So somebody had (laughs) submitted Jamie's tweet into this group. And they've they've fulfilled the obligation of the subreddit by replacing words, and so I'll read oh, you they what they posted. They scratched out my
3: face with red violently, and my name, but they left the blue check mark intact. <laughs>
1: it's important. <laughs> yeah. It's very important that you're <laughs> verified for them. They uh, verified we are, smudge. We are in a war between those who choose to be Aryan and those who choose to be Jewish. In order to effectively stamp out Jews, we must take on all hierarchies at once. (laughs) Jewish supremacy cannot be disentangled from patriarchy and class oppression. Anti-Semitism is the answer.
3: Oh, wow. I never thought about it like that before.
1: And it's it's so funny because they left in like the obviously egalitarian and horizontalist message of your tweet, (laughs) but but still tried to imply that it was like, uh, you know, about repressing something else.
3: You got to watch out for that left anti-Semitism, man. Yeah, yeah. And they also
1: this part is really interesting because they substituted liberalism is not the answer with anti-Semitism is the answer. Oh, okay. (laughs) So, like, anti-Semitism is the same thing as liberalism. They had to get a little creative uh, on that one.
3: Wow. My tweets got legs, huh? I didn't even realize (laughs) I'm famous. Uh, We want to do this uh, Wi-Fi one because it's funny.
0: Yeah, I guess we got one more on our end. Maybe you have some more. Uh, where, where did you find this?
3: Um, it's been going around the leftist Facebook pages because somebody found it and thought it was funny.
0: Okay, and, but you think it's real? I think so. Okay.
3: I hope so. I want to believe.
0: Okay, read Prolit it for cult.
3: Us. I want to believe. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is a Facebook post from a guy named Leroy from Creston Kenilworth. I don't know where that is. The headline is, Upset with my neighbor's Wi-Fi name. He looks like Mitch McConnell Mm -hmm. from his profile pic. He says, Hi, all. Now we all use devices to connect to the internet and whatnot, and my grandkids come over and use their phones and iPads too. Well, the other day, my grandson went to connect to the Wi-Fi, and our neighbor's router name is All Cops Are Buttholes. Now my (laughs) wife and I are very upset because he started crying, and we had to explain to him, Oh, boo-hoo, cops. That... Indeed, all cops are not buttholes, (laughs) etc. And it's just generally a rude thing to broadcast. Is there any way I could possibly block this signal or possibly call the non-emergency police and have them go over and give them a stern warning? I bet they wouldn't like to hear about a network named All Cops Are Buttholes. Any ideas, guys? What a fucking narc.
1: Yeah, first idea is don't let your kids use those dang tablets. Mm. Yeah, Mm
3: -hmm. that's where you
1: went wrong. Give Give them a book.
3: I that's, mean, in, that's incredible. Just uh, the idea that all right, it's a grandpa. OK, the idea that this kid has already been so inculcated with like just this like servile licking, blue lives matter, respect the police shit that all cops are buttholes would make him cry like in a just world, he would be taken away from his parents.
2: <laughs> yeah, totally. just because he's so scared of the word butthole.
3: Maybe he like literally thought that. Cops were just, like, buttholes walking around in human skin suits, you know? Kids yeah. aren't kids can be pretty when literal.
1: A, when I was a kid, we had a neighbor named uh, Richard, whose nickname was Dick. And uh, I used to feel such shame that I would picture him in my head as a giant penis. Uh, <laughs> like, it was, like, one of those uh, w- intrusive thoughts. You know, the oh. like, I was genuinely, like... Uh, upset that this is how I thought about this man named Dick. Typical <laughs> liberal degeneracy.
3: <laughs> Seriously.
2: I, I do want to say, uh, so yesterday, um, was fall fest at my kid's school. And, um, I got to like, I had to, like, I got to, I got to work one of the booths, you know? Um, where they play games like that and they're all in costumes. And, um, there was only like one cop kid and like it did, it did kind of feel like all the kids hated him. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> That was kind of oh, yeah. nice, especially considering that she does go to a very, uh, I'll say, homogenous school. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was it was actually kind of nice to like the one kid who was like a, who dressed up as like a cop. It, it kind of just seemed like everyone just didn't really care for him, and like every everybody else was like, um, "You're supposed to give tickets and stuff like that, and like they're supposed to pay for the game." But the game I was doing was like you just pull a, a sucker out of a tree, and if the bottom has a color on it, you win. Mm-hmm. Um so pretty much everyone won um but that little fucker didn't win
3: Were they weed lollipops though?
2: Um only the ones that had that had the the green on the bottom yeah those ones were weed lollipops
0: Yeah they should know cuz it's green
2: Yeah and like everybody got a punch you know everyone like everyone like cuz they they got a punch card if they win Everyone got a punch I didn't really care I would even like color it in form if they you know if they lost Except oh, yeah. for that little shit he didn't get one so ha huh.
3: Ha ha Nelson boys. I like to
2: pick on children if they're dressed up like cops.
3: <laughs> they got to learn sometime. <laughs> it's best to start when they're young, you know.
0: So do we have any more posts or is that going to be a wrap for this uh, special Mischief Night episode of the Antifada?
1: Um, we had that Joker thing. I got a couple tweets from that. Oh, but I don't know if we have time to cover topical. that. Very topical. Yeah, if you want to do it, let's do it. Yeah, I don't have the original Tim Pool tweet, but it was something like, oh, I just saw the new Joker fam and his supporters are all Antifa. What the fuck? And it was basically right, I guess.
3: I thought that his supporters were all incels, all right dudes, no?
1: Well, that's why he was so surprised to see the truth on the screen, I think. Yeah. Because he had thought that himself. Uh, and Joey, uh, Joey piss drinkers Saladino for Congress replied, mm-hmm. uh, media outrage in three, two, one. And this struck me as funny because he's thinking that the media would be outraged, that Antifa would be portrayed as the bad guys in huh? this movie. I haven't seen the movie, but aren't his isn't like Joker's movement supposed to be sympathetic to the audience?
3: Uh it's a yeah,
1: bit
0: of a gray mostly. area. Yeah. You should see it, though. It's it's a lot more interesting. See, the problem is like, yeah, the the uh, the really dumb takes about it being a pro incel movie before anyone saw it was really bad. And then um, the takes about it actually being like about the resistance or about Antifa or, you know, like left populism are also really bad. It's yeah, the movie is like purposefully doing a lot of interesting things politically. And, uh, you know, Tim pool and his reply guys and his anti reply guys are probably not the best, uh, critics of the Joker. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
3: I didn't read them as Antifa in the movie. It's interesting.
0: Well, one of them had a sign that was like resist and, uh, Wayne is a fascist and, uh, they wanted to kill rich people, so closer to Antifa than anything else, I think. Sure. Because the Nazis want you to kill poor people.
3: That's true. Yeah. You only fight communism, uh, fight fascism with communism. That's what we're always so, saying.
1: So Joey Salads is saying like the media would be offended because the media is Antifa, and they don't want to see themselves represented in a, in a negative light. <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, right,
3: because they think that liberals and leftists are the same.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's I don't know, it's just a, like a bizarre Galaxy brain, mind-melting Take when, yeah The media might be offended because there's like a, If this take was accurate Tim Pool's take You know, then the Supporters of Joker would be waging class war Against the media, basically Against the, at least the people in the media So they still would be upset Just for a very different reason I saw a great Joey Salads tweet
0: recently uh, obviously everybody always responds to him with the picture of him peeing in his mouth for some reason Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. and he responded i'd rather drink pee than soy
3: (laughs) he got you why would
0: you say that (laughs) why would you rather drink pee than soy
3: because soy is for cucks andy remember
0: but at least it's a a drink (laughs) like pee isn't a drink
3: (laughs) (laughs) well pee doesn't make you grow tits all right
0: (laughs) But like pee tastes terrible on cereal, and we like yeah. all know this. <laughs> but,
2: We've but, all
3: watched the Gavin McInnes video where he pisses in his cereal and eats it.
0: Oh, did Gavin do that? Oh, oh yeah. Oh my god! These people just they they just love the punishment. They're little piggies for, for shame, but they <laughs> they don't understand that we're laughing
1: at them.
3: We're not laughing I think it's with just... them.
1: I think it's like a mark of a guy, a mark of our current days, the guy who uh, there's photographs of him standing on a street corner wearing a Nazi armband. There's video of him drinking his own piss, and he still somehow thinks he can have a successful. Uh, is this a congressman? Is this is that what he's running for? I think he
0: might be running for Congress in Staten Island and Staten Island has a uh-huh. share of like cranks <laughs> who run for Congress. But, uh, wow, I, you know, he's he's a special one.
1: Uh-huh. Is Do we know how he's doing
0: in the polls at all? No, I mean, he could probably be running for next year, This is
3: the first I've heard of this, and I think it's hilarious. I can't wait to see him crash and burn.
0: We should have him on. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, Invite him on for a free exchange of ideas.
0: And then just have some piss for him to drink when he gets here.
3: Oh, definitely. One other
1: reply to this was... um, Virtual Realms says, wait a minute. Does that mean, is it true? And then they've included a, like a doctored photo of uh, Batman with Trump hair on it.
3: Uh, oh, oh. No.
1: Wow. Wow, that's amazing. Bruce Trump over here. And then uh, somebody replied to that saying he's a billionaire fighting the moronic communists. Oh, no. Recall Hillary Clinton was defeated and she most certainly is a modern villain. Mm -hmm. Nadler looks like the penguin. Beta, the Irish fake Mexican, thinks (laughs) he's the Riddler or something. So, yeah. Sorry, bro.
3: Well, that the Beto part's funny.
0: This is one uh, kind of trope on Million death cult is is people who have just embraced the idea that all of this political stuff is just a movie that they're watching and they just love watching it play out.
3: That's uh, yeah, the postmodern it, era for you.
1: And it's like, I don't know, it's it's kind of the inverse of uh, leftist nerds who are very immersed in theory and, you know, compare anything and everything to like Foucault or uh, Gramsci or whatever they compare anything and everything to like you know the media they consume but also they have like a weird in-depth knowledge of liberal politicians Mm -hmm. like this this reference to Jerry Nadler really took me by surprise I had to really think about who that was for a second Uh you know Nadler would be the penguin for sure says Mr. Miller
3: Well, we have a reality show host in the Oval Office right now, to be fair. Like the way that he conducts the business of the presidency, it's like a reality show. I mean, I'm not the first person to make this observation, but just like two things come to mind from this past week. I mean, the the way that he talked about the Kurds in Turkey was kind of like... Oh, you've been great, Kurds, but you will not be advancing to the next round. (laughs) Bye-bye. Yeah, that was rough. And Yeah, it's it's horrible. But, like, it's so horrible that it's kind of funny. And um, another thing that comes to mind is, like, how he ambushed that family from England with the woman who killed their daughter, was it? And, like, you know, you just know he thought he was doing an episode of, like, Jerry Springer or something. Like, what would you say if I told you the woman who killed your daughter is on set right now? It's amazing, folks. And, like, just see what happens. Like, that's how he experiences the world. So, like, why would people not feel like they're just watching a movie or TV show?
2: Well, we we were talking about this because of, like, um, actually, it kind of came up because of Hillary's response to things right now with her whole, like, Oh, I can totally beat him again. Type mentality where it's oh like, what God. world are you living in? And they're living in a world where all of these policies and all these things are happening don't directly affect them. So they do get to live in this like fantasy, like a uh, you know fantasy world where it's like uh, they they get to just observe it like it is entertainment because they're not being directed, you know, affected directly by it.
1: Yeah, the difference to them is like, oh, the economy is doing much better for me, so I have the freedom to just fire all of my staff on a whim as opposed to like one or two people. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, like it's not just, I don't know, gross reality TV that he's mimicking. He's also with, with that specific like event where, uh, he was trying to reunite the, the parents, the grieving parents with the killer of their child. I mean, that's shit that like, you know, the liberal media puts in front of our faces every day, you know? Oh, uh, uh, the the brother of the man who was ki- uh, killed in his own home hugs Amber Geyer, you know, isn't this heartwarming? Yeah.
3: yeah. Oh, God. I'm also thinking about the stories they present as heartwarming that are actually horrifying, where, like, a little girl... I wrote about this in The Guardian. Like, a little girl had a lemonade stand to, like, try to help pay for her mother's uh, kidney transplant that she needed to live... Like oh, it's such a heartwarming story. Like no, it's a story about how fucked up American capitalism is when you have to sell lemonade so your mom doesn't die.
1: Yeah, and I yeah. mean that's how like uh, I what's what's the word? That's how like dexterous or nimble liberalism is. Is it can take some of the worst aspects of of its own policies and like repackage them as hopeful, heartwarming stories. Like I'm waiting for I'm waiting for someone's campaign
2: to be like. We're just gonna give every community a helpful Honda guy. <laughs> a what? Who is the helpful Honda guy? The helpful Honda guy. The, the 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 commercials where it's like a Honda Honda guy, and they're like, "Oh, like I heard mows your lawn, um, lawn for you." <laughs> yeah, like, "Oh, I heard you didn't want to mow your lawn. Today. I'll, um, I'll mow your lawn and give you like this lawnmower." Or like, "Hey, I heard about your student debt." Well, here's a gift certificate to to Costco,
0: mm-hmm. you know, and it's like
2: it, it's stuff like that, or in like, but they're, they're just give the community that to where like every like third kid who needs a wheelchair will get it, mm. and it'll be really
0: nice.
3: The and other ones, will be balloons attached to it, upon off. presentation.
0: That's the Pete Buttigieg plan, I think. Yeah, yeah, totally. Not, not too far off, honestly. A
3: chicken in every third pot.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, So thanks so much for coming on. Uh, I believe you're going to be on tour soon with uh, our friends in Street Fight. Do you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Yes. So uh, we're going on tour with Street Fight on the West Coast uh, coming up in like the second week of November. I'm pulling up the dates here. Uh, It is uh, November 9th through November 18th. We'll be hitting Seattle Portland, Oakland, LA and San Diego. Uh we're super excited about that. Street Fight puts on a great live show. Uh mm-hmm. and we saw them last year, met them for the first time and now we're going on tour with them and it's uh it's beautiful. We're we're thrilled.
3: Oh, we love those guys so much.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's going to be awesome. We're so stoked to just like do the tour, hang out with those dudes, uh get out and like, you know, meet meet people who listen and you know get really get to actually like you know
1: hang out with the community it's it's real exciting yeah and you can listen to the podcast minion death cult wherever you get podcasts or at minion death hell yeah
3: oh that just made me realize we totally forgot to talk about our own live show whoops
0: oh yeah that was a three weeks ago now
3: um thanks for coming everyone oh it's really cool to see you
0: we can plug our show in seattle
3: that's like a while from yeah,
0: now. Yeah, well, but we might as well. We're going to be in Seattle, I think, on May 7th at Town Hall for Red May.
3: Woo!
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: tight. Yeah, so hopefully we'll see you guys there.
1: Yeah, go we'll come out and hang out. Awesome. All
0: right. Happy Halloween, guys. And happy
1: Halloween.
2: Stay spooky. Okay.
3: I always do. We'll i